Hello and welcome along to our Circuit of Ireland preview, part two of two podcasts tonight, back to back. A little bit earlier we were, of course, looking at the Irish Forestry Championship, but now it's about the Irish Tarmac Championship. And this episode is in association with uh, Tree Rock, and you can visit treerock.ie, follow them across their social media platforms, display, signage, branding. Go uh, bit to go through. Um, nice bit to go through, actually, and uh, not just focusing on the Circuit of Ireland, we do have... A little bit of news regarding right-hand drive or fives as well. And we have news on 2.5-litre starlets and different things. Uh, mixed news, we'll say. Mixed news, but news nonetheless. So looking forward to delving into that. Uh, the reason why we're five minutes late, I think he's ready to go backstage now. He better be ready to go because he's going live anyway. Anthony Nestor, how are we doing? I'm very good, thank you. Oh, what's this about time penalties? That's like... I know, but since you start to put me into these girls and makeup to get me ready for the telly, should they have me ruined? Spending all this money for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. It won't improve my modelling career any, you know. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off by bringing in two buckos that you know fairly well. Uh, Stuart and Dennis Biggerstaff, how are we doing? Uh, yeah. I, right. I, like, I like the background. Is that Photoshop or is it the real thing? Oh, it's the real thing. Oh, is that the real thing? <laughs> yeah, some people might have been led to believe that it possibly could have been photoshopped because, Stuart, we did have a bit of a misdemeanor the last day, but thankfully she's looking a lot prettier now. Yeah, she's, she's back to her, her former glory again. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hard work. You, you were telling me off air that, um, you know, it's just back from graphics there, but a lot a bulk of the work was, was done up on, you know, before last week. So that's not too bad that you're not killed with time constraints, but probably one or two other things to, to sort out before Friday. Oh, yeah, there's always something last minute to be done. But yeah, we've, we've most of it done. So thankfully, we'll, clutch. Clutch, uh, we'll have a clutch today. So we'll get that done tomorrow. What he doesn't tell you, Kevin, is it's his poor father, Dennis, that does most of the work. He's just observing. I do it all. I, yeah, well, well, I know that, but I wanted to give him a little bit of credit, I guess. I <laughs> I've been the, the nice fella that I am. I like the new blue Michelin piece on the front, actually. I just see Dennis sent me through the graphics. I sent them on to you there, Kevin, actually. All right, I must have a look. Must, yeah, I must have a look. You, you, made, you made a clutch change sound very simple there, where it's quite difficult if you go to a general garage, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the cars are built to, to do it quick, so you can usually do it on a, a 30 or 40-minute service, so it's not too bad. Yeah, easily. Oh, I see this now. That actually looks really good, yeah. Fairness. I think you Go can on. do a lot more. I think we. What? How long did it take the buyers to do a gearbox change above in the tour of the sperms that that, that day? It was less than thirty minutes. It was twenty and then twenty or so, wasn't it? But the yeah, gearbox is short. It was an unusual situation, Kevin. We were out on the stages with the issue, so we sent a text to Dennis's brother down in Bambridge to know was he busy, and you know that usually leads to a job. So thankfully, he's in the, the public service uh, transport business. So his vehicle was someone to go to Banbridge, collect a spare gearbox. And by the time we got into service, he was uh, he was there ahead of us with a gearbox. So it was all hands on deck to change it. Shoulders, shoulders to the wheel stuff. Now, um, Anthony, you did delve into the archives earlier and presented yes. me with a fabulous array of pictures involving... Staff senior here, but um, I think I think you should start with the one where he wrecked it. That's always a good way to start. Uh, yeah, it's a probably a harsh way to start too, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? 
yeah, he'll, be making right. me, he'll be making me my porridge still tomorrow, Thursday morning, so it'll be all good. Well, that, that's what you think. That's what you think. Um, <laughs> he hey, makes the best porridge in the country, I can assure you. Oh, yeah, it's the best porridge now, yeah. After you stick I'll send you there. a picture of it while I eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put something in there for you. So this is what we're talking about, yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right, so what happened here? <laughs> well, I'd like to know, the first thing I'd like to know, see the stone holding the door, was that after the fact, or did he just put it against the door to close it? It rolled down the hill behind me. You're joking me. No. We, there, there's a ditch on the right-hand side there. We rolled down the ditch and unsettled a few stones and a few trees. and A few stones? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, there's more than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, things were different that Mm, nasty, nasty looking in fairness. Yeah, yeah. It took a big, a big knock. Safety measures are not the same then as they are now. Yeah, it's a very good point, actually. Yeah, but it still didn't, it didn't the shell of it stay to stay intact quite well. If you look around the driver's area, I'm sure you got a terrible shunt. But uh, the wheel was against my my seat, uh, and she broke broke off the carburetors, and my arm was in fire. We we were doing the rally in short sleeves back then, so. Of course, it's yes. No, no race suits. Absolutely. No race suits. And that helmet was at the top of the hill somewhere, and they found it later. So oh, that came off. The helmet came off. Yeah. So, I suppose it's only when you look at a photograph like that and look at the advancement, both in the cars and look at the advancement in safety and how far it has come. Albeit it goes in baby steps all the year. It is only when you look back. Probably I don't know when was that. Probably in the mid seventies, was it? Um, I think about. 1980. Oh, right. So in reality, it's not that long ago. Like, you no. see the differences. Only 40 years. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we're, we're, the time is going on so quickly. One of the things, Kevin, I don't know, are you aware? I sent you some of the pictures. Um, um, mm-hmm. Dennis is actually the proud owner, or whatever about that car. I'm sure that went to the dustbin. <laughs> Dennis's claim to fame, believe it or not, the very first Metro 6R4 in the world, he has it chassis number one and i think actually many years ago there was a debate as to who actually had it so i've yeah, seen well, the, and the chassis number for myself he has number one yeah it is it is knocking around there what's somewhere. the history of that Dennis? actually that's something we never even discussed we've never sat down even to, to to get into the final but where did it come out of say where did you get it obviously it came from austin rover well it was frank williams uh williams grand prix built, built the first three metros yes that was one of them and I bought it. Austin Rover used it, and then they sold it on or passed it or lent it on to a company called RED. Yes. Who ended up selling it off to some guy in Cumbria, and it was just in the off chance that I was ready to buy when it was for sale. So I have to cross the water and brought it home. And who rallied that car? Was that a Tony Pond car, or who? who Tony Pond, David Llewellyn, quite a few. Yeah. So obviously there was a rally day. I think Stuart was at there, and both of you were at. Actually, I see photographs with yourselves and Llewellyn. So obviously he was just being re- reunited with his old car back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that must have been nice and weird for him. The car has been around a bit, all right. It was called the Dog back in the day. It was used for everything back in nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, that's David there. Was that him in there? That's probably at that day. It is. Uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, at rally day. The um, and what you're saying, a call the dog because everybody you 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 used everybody it. used it back then. It was the first car, so they used it for a lot of bits and pieces. 
every time a car was needed it was used even with different radges on it back then uh, people's car wasn't ready in red they just used that car and put the different reds on it it's um, it's an amazing piece of history but i just as i see a rallycross picture there it's i presume it's not the fort it's not was that the same car that was in the rallycross no yeah you know it's the same car. yeah dermot carnegie there so that that's the same car as we looked in the photograph earlier that one yeah yeah it's been around it sure is a dog, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has been There's around. There's a good bit of around to, to get that from, obviously, rally cross mode to rally stage mode and, and yeah. vice versa. Like, um, and the one thing when I see yourself in Carnegie there, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the Pontestown Rally Masters, like, and the novel event that that was in around the time of the, the foot and mountain stuff. And just to see some of those rally cross cars actually race around too was, I don't know, unique as you was quite a lot, but it was, it was definitely a standout, like. Yeah, they were much more powerful than the rally cars back then. So, yeah, it was something else to drive. And can What's I ask what to, sorry, Anthony, I know you're going to ask, but like crossing over then to, to rally cross versus rallying, like the grow and the skill set, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of crossover. But if I was to ask you what was the preference or what is the preference of one over the other? Well, I just enjoyed all motorsport. I wouldn't put one above the other. Rallycross is its own great points. It's probably the most adrenaline Russian rallycross. Uh, but rallying, I probably started rallying too late, but enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, uh, Anthony, go on. You, you were going to ask a question. Yeah, the there. question I asked wasn't too dissimilar. I was curious to know what was the difference back then between the rallycross car and the rally car did one of them have a 2.5 or there was a different engine. I know anyway, I, I just remember uh, vaguely. 2.5 was the rally car and 3.8. 3.8. A bit an extra 200 odd horsepower. What do you mean? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> an extra 200 and something. <laughs> so, yeah. what was the final horsepower? It was uh, around 500 horsepower, 495. Wow. It could start off in the dry and third gear. So. So really, as opposed to being just an ordinary dog, it was kind of more of a greyhound, really, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say uh, a handful is probably an understatement there. Like, and uh, adding, imagine having that raw power and trying to control it, and then there's obstacles all around you. Right? Like, there's other guys going at the same horsepower. It's, ah, you wouldn't want to do a lane, an Irish lane, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd end up like the, like the first picture. Wow. But uh, Stuart, obviously, you know, there was all kinds of rumours going around that Anthony had sat with both yourself and... And Dennis, obviously, uh, is that a conspiracy theory? Can I? Yes, I haven't sat with that yet, but we'll have to get that so organized. <laughs> we'll get the 500 horsepower in for him again. And there's contractual, contract, I can't say the word, there's contractual difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's more than a, more he, than a bowl he, of horrors thrown into this contract. He, 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 he wants to give me Weaver's gin and I want feckin' whiskey. <laughs> we, will, we, will, we will get it sorted out. Take a wee mix. Yeah. So, like, focusing on the circuit, then, lads. Um, you know, it's probably look without sounding disrespectful. It is kind of a pale shadow of the circuit as we used to know it years ago. Um, unfortunately, do, do we ever see a situation where we do actually get a circuit again? And what are the mitigating factors that result in us not actually having 
a full-on circuit? I know there's probably a few obvious answers to that, but I'll put it to you guys. You're the experts. Well, the biggest problem would be the, the probably the price of the running cost of the cars. Uh, you know, like your fuel, and you you couldn't probably physically do it. Car wouldn't last. A car wouldn't last the way that, like that was before my day. Um, the proper circuits. So I'm sure it was hard on cars then, but now you just you couldn't do it with a modern car. Back then, the cars were more standard type cars than they are nowadays. Everything built different now, just for pure competition. Uh, I don't think the cars were just as quick back then. Well, they definitely weren't. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah, it's it's a I suppose as George says, it's the cost factor. Um, I know it is a, a rally in the UK, but it's a historic rally, to, um, and it gets a big entry. But it's has Ireland the population for it? Probably not. I, I don't know. If that, I know there's somebody in Northern Ireland currently just trying to get something like this off the ground in, on a historic basis. I suppose. Look, you never say never. Could I see the the appetite? And the numbers to make a page would be like to give a guideline. Um, that one in the UK, what I can't think of the Rod, Rod Dralbert yeah. yeah. like the entry fee alone is thousands and thousands of euro. Like, like it would be a mega money to get involved or pounds, I should say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I how would you look? I suppose, look, it, it's, it's better to try and fail and then say, Yeah, that was a bad idea. The trouble is the, the financial loss you would take if an event like that didn't work out and i suppose unlike using forests in the uk if you had to run that in ireland um think of all the counties in ireland you'd visit and you'd have to get road closing permissions from each of them like to be a mammoth task um to bring that rally around the country um is the circuit a shadow of its former self? Yeah, absolutely. But to be fair, I think we, we have somebody on from the USC. And, mm. I, and that's I, not being disrespectful towards them. It's just in the sense that well, no, it was sure, obviously yeah. a five-day event, like four or five days. It was, yeah. I, I, could, could anybody afford the time off, like four or five days of recce and four or five days of a rally? Could you afford, could you Could you mm. do it nowadays? I think people are, you know, have got used of a, a short event. I don't know, is there any long events? There are very, very few and far between. Long events left. I certainly wouldn't have the appetite for it. I suppose you might do like to do it as a one-off, but Ireland is such a small country. You see, if you ran a five-day circuit, and as Dina says, the cars would be like you 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 do the engine mileage up on the rally, like like so. You look at the like of a Fiesta there. What are we talking? You know, on the map one Fiesta, two thousand kilometers or four thousand something around two thousand. Yeah, thousand kilometers on the other the normal model on event, and your whole car would need. Yeah, so your car would need a rebuild nearly after the event. Um, and then the next event, so just say for argument's sake, the next event in three weeks' time, because obviously there's a full calendar. There. So if you had Donegal or the the Down Rally or whatever on after, their entries then would suffer because all the guys that would have taken part in the other events are just, just a hard one to call. Mm. I um, yeah, don't know. I I, the, I couldn't see it happening, but you never say never, I guess. What's You'd the you know, in mm. one weekend, <laughs> you'd be doing all the events in the one weekend. It's a good point, yeah. He's right, mm. yeah. If you did a vintage that size, you'd be doing, you know. If you look at the certainly in the in 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 say down this region, eighty five percent of all license holders do two events a year: their local rally plus one other. Now, if you average out a rally, say just for argument's sake, at a hundred kilometer rally, 
that's 200 kilometers. That's two days rallying they do in the whole year. So it's hard to see someone then get, as Dina said, they'd be doing their two and a half years of rallying in one week. Yeah. <laughs> today. So I don't know. Um, it'll uh, You want a big pair of cojones for the man that will take that financial risk on, and it would be a big risk. Yeah, it would indeed. Um, Stuart, the POA then, the plan of action, what's what's on the agenda? What are we hoping for? What's our targets? It's always, well, ask one of them. Ask Dennis. What am I allowed to do? Bring it home in one piece? <laughs> um, but that no, is- let's try and do as best as we can, really. It's, I, I don't have that big of experience. Um going back over the years but enjoy. we just say we, we enjoy every time we go out and like the last day out it was a it was a brilliant rally and it was unfortunate what happened but we'll leave that in the past and and go for the next one mm-hmm. it's a learning year ah <laughs> well it's a learning year yeah that's it he's still teaching him all he knows just see kevin that's what dennis is doing he's only drip feeding the information to him yeah. I reckon again, Stuart is 50 or 55 years of age. He'll have got it all after Dennis. He'll have transferred all the information. So. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> have to learn from somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, lads, uh, the very best look um, over the duration of the of Friday and Saturday. And thanks for joining us here this evening on the Irish Charlie podcast. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Civilian. Night, we'll folks. Say See to, to the bigger nice. staffs and backstage we have Rory Kennedy, Mary and Evans tipping around there as well. We're bringing Rory first. How are you getting on, Rory? Pretty good, pretty good, Kevin. Anthony, how are you all doing? Rory, how are you? Very good, thanks. Playing it out. It's like battle of the backdrops there. I have a very bare wall behind me, but that's well decorated. I did get a little bit of a look at that previously, Rory. Uh, I've not got up to you yet, unfortunately, to see it in the flesh, but uh, yeah, she's looking well there. You're welcome anytime. Uh, this is the rally office in our house, so it is. And, um, this is the rally office. Nothing else goes on in here except rally biz. Yeah, that's your man cave. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. Exactly. So, look, we were just touching on, you know, when it was four and five day events. And I saw some lovely stuff today on your Instagram of when you were obviously doing it with Bertie and stuff. And Bertie's last win was the 99 circuit alongside you. And I think. Now, correct me on this. I think you won it three times with him and one time with Mark Higgins. Is it four in total or are we five? Um, well, certainly won it three times with Bertie and once with Mark Higgins. And I'll be perfectly honest, I don't know why. I don't, these, the, those sort of statistics don't mean a lot to me. And I really honestly don't know. I think it is four times eh, in total. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. you know, as I mentioned there and as you head up and, and showcased, uh, it's a lovely thing to be able to say, isn't it, about 99 in particular? Well, I think it is, and you know, the week that's in it with the circuit and so on. Um, um, I think because back then was one of the last. That was a four-day rally. You might have seen there if you looked at the maps there, and that. And back there at that time, it was one of them. Uh, I mean, and, and Dennis and Stuart there made some very good points about the long circuits from years ago and how impractical it would be in modern-day rally and and um, the affordability and so on up. And but back then, hey, in that particular rally, we did full recce, uh, full recce, and. We had, the service plan for that rally hey, was a book about this size, like, and the amount of people that we had to move around and the logistics of the whole thing, hotels, fuel, tires, my goodness, hey, even to think back on it now, the amount of work that was involved in it. But that was one of the, that was 99, and that was the year, I don't know if you remember, us and Andrew Nesbitt had a big battle. And yeah, was, um, 
yeah. on the night stages on the way back up back up north from from Mullingar. I think we got in front overnight and then we went on to win the next day, which was Easter Monday, you know. But um of course Easter back then only meant one thing was the Circuit of Ireland and you know, if you're if you're speaking to your granny, she will tell you about the Circuit of Ireland and about the Rothman's rally, as he used to call it, up our way many years ago. And um it was an iconic event and you know it's it's got some great memories even for me and even if you go back further to the five day events i've only done one five day circuit but if you go back to them days like it's um that was an incredible event and an incredible adventure for all the people who did it yeah i think one of the biggest issues with the five day and a bit like yourself i only did one of them it was your i don't think we we prepared as much then when we were younger as we do now and we were exhausted after three days certainly i was anyway just you you didn't prepare you needed to be we weren't even aware of mental fitness back then we weren't even aware probably of our own health and fitness back then but you know you you only realize this when you did the the, the late night and the four or five a.m starting oh man i'm not able for this like right. um, it was, it we, was we used to have the supper halt in galway and the um corb great southern and galway we rallied from well one of the last times we did it we rallied from waterford to Galway and we were in Galway at tea time, for example, and we went in and stayed. We stayed over in the in the uh, car of Great Southern, which used to be on the Dublin Road there, and we stayed there. We sort of got into bed until ten o'clock, and we got up at ten o'clock and bite tea, and then we headed off then into Connemara and up through the Partry Mountains and the Sheffrey Mountains, up through Mayo and Westport and so on. And I mean, it's an incredible adventure. And you know, even if you think back on it, and like I say, the logistics and everything that was involved in it. I, Incredible rally and incredible memories as well. Yeah, it's a pity it doesn't get even even in the current format, say this year, that it doesn't get more entries from from our side of the the, the, the island. Um, yeah. Because to be fair, it's it's normally pretty well organised. You couldn't fault it that way. Everything is yes. Some people will say it is a bit regimental and by the book, but there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, I think they put in a decent effort to get it up and running every year. It's a it's a mammoth task. And um, yeah, it's a pity probably it isn't supported. The national end of it is supported quite well, but I think this year, being an FIA Celtic Trophy round, it's amalgamated a bit. So, um, yeah, hopefully that 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 format seems to be the, you know, you'll find the events in this in, in the south maybe next year. It probably gets into the whole right and drive debate, but you will see a lot of events will go down this FIA route where you'll have to have refueling. You'll only be allowed two passes. There's a there's a bit of criteria that goes with it. It's not just a case of being around at the FIA Celtic Trophy type thing, but of course your your big loss in it is say what we would be used to in Galway and some of the other rounds, where you had you know we had our contributor on a couple of events ago, Gary Kieran, and he would win the national. Well, you would lose that then. So that's that's the trade off. Yeah, everybody's yeah. allowed competing in the one. So there's a few bits <clears> and pieces, but I they, it looks in the outset like that going down this road at this event this week so and i think these donegal signed up to that fia county trophy as well mm. this year i think is it so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how it all works out yeah like you say there's a few trade-offs there but you know sometimes a lot of these new regulations are are to be welcomed as well you know mm. the fact that you might have a two but we'll have a three-pass recce currently and you know um some events well for example the circuit this weekend is a two-pass recce i'm all for that type of thing like and it's but so much more level playing field obviously for people coming from far away coming to do our events over here so i mean those sort of things are good and of course a refueling area and any service area is a must at this day and age like in terms of health and safety i know health and safety is going mad in other areas but this is something we should welcome because 
obviously you can't have people smoking fags and walking around the surface saying boys selling fuel and stuff. I mean, you know, things move on and there are advantages to some of these new regulations. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, to be fair, I think if you talk to the, the safety people, certainly in Motorsport Ireland, we, we punch way above our waist as regards the quality of safety in this country. So, you know, refueling is obviously, we're probably last to the last to the to, to the show as regards the refueling. I don't know why we we never thought. I know it was tried, wasn't it tried with Shell? Oh, it could be it was ten or fifteen mm-hmm. years ago. But I, I don't just see you. You don't get the numbers here. It, it's hard to make it all financially feasible and worthwhile. And yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, well, it has been. We've had refueling zones for well in the past, and on some events they still have them. But um, anyway, I think it's a it's a positive thing, mm-hmm. and I think rally should adopt it as as much as possible, like in terms of safety. I guess so. The two pass track would be brilliant. I know from a quarter of us point of view, if we got away with one, we'd get away with it. It'd be great. So you could go and have your lunch. Yeah. But um, because obviously we all remember the days when you just keep wrecking and wrecking and wrecking and wrecking, and you just go dizzy like. Oh, that's um, okay. It's yeah. um, and I don't think you go any quicker. But the, as Rory and quite rightly said, once it's the same for everybody. That's the secret. The only thing is, if you only have a two-pass wrecky and you see somebody that wouldn't normally be competitive against you, all of a sudden, as we would often yeah. call them in in regions around the country, the local hero. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be a brand surgeon to figure out why he's going so quick. Like yeah, it exactly. really makes the the buys that went for the extra holiday drive they, um, they really stand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is well, you know, the joke is on them, really. Then you're not they're fooling nobody. Yeah, so in some ways it's a wee bit. Most of our rallies in Ireland, in particular the Tarmac Series, is very specialised now. You know, you yeah. come to any of the rallies, Donegal, Killarney, even Ulster, and maybe Circuit to a lesser extent. You know, you find that we're using the same stages year in and year out. Like in, I know here up in our region up here, and any of our rallies, say we know the roads inside out. So if you bring somebody here for the first time, <laughs> regardless of how much they're wrecky, it's very hard to get on the pace in your first couple of years because everybody knows the roads intimately and inside out. Like so. Yes, I suppose yeah. again, it's what it's down is tri- attributed to a small country, and there's only so many roads in a county. And yeah, absolutely, I suppose I, I think what I'm am I right in saying and 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 Rory is probably familiar with this now. I'm not. Am I right in saying that each time a World Championship rally runs, the only change is at five or ten percent of the route, or there was certainly something that so they don't overly change either. I think now there was certainly a case years ago where they didn't overly change the route, so people were using notes year on year there as well. So yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. So lads, uh, obviously, I spoke with uh, James Coleman and Carrick and on Saturday. That interview was up on our Facebook page. Uh, I've been chatting to him since there was a meeting last night in regards to the whole issue of right hand drive R5s, and obviously that stems down to you know your rally fours, rally threes, etc. etc. So, the latest news just hot off the press before he came on air is that uh, Rally's Commission uh, do approve of it, it's been approved by the Technical Commission and by the Safety Commission. So, now at the moment, my understanding is that it has to get council approval, and there may be other mitigating <clears throat> factors there but i suppose the, the positivity i get from that is that at least that's moved on a bit in the right direction is it still over the line no uh but rory obviously yourself and gary have been one of the crews that are kind of affected by this a little bit so how how are you interpreting this news well um first of all kevin i'd like to say i haven't gotten too much involved in this because it bores me to tears so it doesn't i'm i'm shocked that we're even in this position that we're in with right-hand drive cars in this country and rallying in this country. But anyway, besides that, 
the bit that I do know, and when we were in the Bear Rally a few, well, a week ago or 10, whatever it was, 10 days ago, we spoke to a senior motorsport Ireland person there, and they assured us that everything was being done and they were at a stage whereby they only needed approval from one aspect or one section of the motorsport iron structure. I think it may have been the technical delegation or something to that effect. But to be honest with you, um, you're updating, you're giving me an update now because you've spoken to James Coleman since that and James says, or from what you say, that seems to have been approved. I'm not sure of that or I haven't heard that. But nevertheless, Kevin, it's, you know, we're, we're almost scunnered talking about it. Like, you know, because mm -hmm. if you think about the people who are involved here, first of all, they're all past cha Irish champions, mostly the R5 drivers, everyone on them. And these people are all top drivers that are here to compete and are responsible people who aren't. Like all these R5 conversions haven't been done on a hay shed or a shed at the back of the house. They've been done professionally and they've been signed off. There's photographs, all the details are available. And have been signed off by a professional team who've done all these conversions. And we as, we as experienced crews or inexperienced crews have no interest in going down a stage in a vehicle that's not safe or there's a, there's a possibility that something could happen. Like So, and, and also finally, <laughs> we live in the right-hand drive market in Ireland and the UK. And here we are sort of finding ourselves in a position where we have to use left-hand drive cars or else we're not, we're part of the rally insofar as the clubs all, all allow us to enter, which is to, has to be commended. They've even created a special class to cater for us, which has to be commended. But we're we're on a hiding to nowhere because we're in we're in no part of the rally. We won class 24. We're in an unbelievable situation. If Gary Jennings went to the Bear Rally and in the likely or unlikely situation, if he won the rally, he would have to step aside and whoever was second would be the winner of the rally. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Like you Anthony mentioned a moment ago, we live in a very small country. Everybody knows everybody. We're all rally people and friends and so on and so forth. And we're not breaking any rule. All we're doing is trying to compete as safely as possible. Because Aaron McHale makes the argument that if he drives a left-hand drive car, he's not as safe as he is if he drives a right-hand drive car, which is a very relevant argument. So here we are driving right-hand drive cars, trying to compete in the rallies. Uh, for example, Killarney, I think. Uh, I'm open to correction and there's no sort in the Killarney Motor Club, but I think there's no facility for us to compete in the international section of the rally that we can that we can finish in the top three classification. So in terms of um in, in terms of um I would like to say this way, I feel the bottom line is I feel motorsport iron are speaking out of both sides of their mouth. One person's telling you yes, the other person's telling you that. They say they're dependent on some delegation to make a decision. It seems to me that takes the, the tail's wagging the dog. And somebody has to take responsibility here and deal with this matter. There are plenty of drivers, top drivers here. They've given their opinion. We've got very, very potent rally cars that are more than capable of competing at the top end. And we find ourselves in this ridiculous situation that we can't even do that. So I'm sorry about the rant, but that's where I am with it. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. it, makes, it makes perfect sense. What I will tell you is the man that you were speaking to in Bor, I actually happened to have a meeting with him after the scrutiny or a chat with him in Bor as well. And uh, I would say that's the only source of information, obviously, with who he was. I, I, I don't want to get into names here tonight, but uh, that would be, uh, it would be my opinion too. That would be the only source of information. And after that, take everything else just as... Mm -hmm. yeah. There is um, an update, lads, as well, just in relation to the modifieds with the percentage. Like I know with Starless in particular, there, there's been difficulty, and and with the AE86s as well. 
So I don't think that's as far down the road. If anything is down the road, we'll say that's not as far down the road um, as in terms of the three commissions signing off. I think that's my understanding of it. And uh, so that won't be, I suppose, unfavorably by, 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 by some crews or whatever. So, uh, yeah, look, that's that's the news as we have it for now mm-hmm. until we know more. Which, look, ultimately, Rory, just going back to your point, I mean, like I said this the other day to James and Ferris, and he agreed with me, like, you're going down through an entry list or whatever, and people will say that's some entry list. And generally, that's not in relation to 160 cars. That's actually in relation to the first 10 or 15. That's why people say that is some entry list most of the time because of the caliber of people that are there. And it's not to say that anyone is more important than the other, but really, you know, that's that's kind of what people are, are drawn to. So it's just disappointing that we don't see those names, like Tim obviously being affected, Tim McNulty, the two McHales as well. Um, it does have a knock-on effect, obviously. But of course, remember as well, I think if my, and Rory correct me, and as I said, Rory is right, this just gets boring after a while, and that's why I never got into it too much at all. Um, and we're going I think to it actually win the ball rally. I think it's only, the issue is only with international, international rallies, I think is where the issue is, or the issue international permits and that kind of stuff. But even when these cars will eventually get per- right-hand drive clearance, and they will, these, this will happen. You will only be able to rally in Ireland, or I, I think that will definitely be a thing with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, listen. Oh, no, like, sorry, Andy, not just Ireland, because we have an invitation to go to other rallies in Europe and even further afield. And I could even show you my phone, the most recent email I got from one, uh, one particular organizer who are welcoming us with open arms to please come to their rally. Even even if it's an international rally, is it? International. Well, wow. it's, it's not yeah, only the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the international because you see, it's all down to this homologation. But yeah, we could talk about this for a week, like, but exactly, yeah. Oh, but yeah, oh, really? we're a right hand drive country. I don't know, Kelly said it quite well as, as yeah. you did tonight. We're a right hand drive country. Ironically, the cars are manufactured by a company that also works in the right hand drive country, but they built all the cars left hand drive. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so we, we, we'll move on from this, or so, like, in terms of. Obviously, you'd like to be in, involved in the ticket things, Rory. But if I was to say your favorite circuit memory, then we, we've touched on a couple of great things that happened to you, uh, in terms of the event and winning it all those times. But if I was asking for a standout off the top of your head, a greatest circuit, a greatest circuit memory, yeah, circuit win. Uh, well, we won in '95 for the first time, and that was after a lot of, lot of years of trying. And um, uh, well, had been at it far longer than I had, but. I know the amount of uh, amount of uh, time and effort and expense that went into it, and explain to you the way our team worked and the, and the many people that were involved in such a big event. But when we won in '95, it was um, it was an incredible time to do it. We won the Blue Subaru, that very famous car. I think uh, Barry Coleman is the owner of that car now, and somebody else had a video up. I think it's going to be in Killarney and all. Yeah, I'd heard that's going on display. It'd be lovely to see it. Yes. Yeah. So. That car, one of the rally in that car for the first time, like, as I said, the Circuit of Ireland thing. Your granny would know about the Circuit of Ireland, like, and as I say, up this way, the Circuit is known as the Rothmans Rally, because when we were younger and going to, in fact, in fact, I might as well tell you this as well, James Cullen and I went to the Circuit of Ireland, oh, freaking hell, almost from 1978, and an RS2000, and we went to Bangor, and we followed the whole circuit to Killarney, followed it around Killarney and back up again. That was our first proper baptism of going and watching the Circuit, like, we followed around the entire country at that time as spectators. And it's hard to believe that we would go back and compete at the highest level. James finished second on the time or two. 
when I was lucky enough to go in and win it. So, but anyway, the 95 circuit was, was my favorite one when we won that first time. And then last couple of the very last stage was Oregon Park, if I, if I remember right. And just before that, the stage before that was the Sweat House stage. And we were sitting on the start line and um, this father and daughter came down as I do and at the rallies and the cars were lined up. And we were we were actually in the control waiting for the stage to start, but there had been a delay. And we're the first car and we came along and we're sitting, we're all out of the car talking and so on. And just as we were getting ready to go, this wee girl who was with her father said, Daddy, that tire, there's a hissing sound of that tire. And sure enough, the father came and told Bertie, said to Bertie, there's a hissing sound of that tire. And we came over and sure enough, there's a slow puncture in that tire. And I was going into the very last stage. Like, wow. So I managed to get it changed, obviously, before we started the stage. And of course, we're going to win. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> it's a, a nice wee memory. And it was incredible to, for that to happen at that time. Very, very last stage of the rally. You know, and to get that point, potentially we could have lost the whole rally. You know, we could have had that puncture, whatever, into, the, into that stage. Like, so anyway, it was one of them wee things that happened. But that was my absolutely most favorite event. Like, the trophy for the Circuit Ireland is like, is this big? Like, the FA Cup or the Champions League doesn't come close. Like, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Great times, yeah. great memories. Yeah. Um, Bernie Evans is backstage. We're going to give him another couple of minutes because he's actually just landed in and I think he's trying to put a bit of food away. Um, he's only in off the boat. So uh, we won't we won't have a star of the day altogether. But before he comes on air, uh, what's your what's your prediction, Rory? What direction <clears throat> do you think this is going? The circuit this weekend. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you might think I'm a wee bit biased, but um, even though Josh has had an, inc an incredible start to the season, unbelievable, eh? hasn't put a foot wrong, has driven that car to, to even beyond its its its, its capacity. <laughs> And it's the only it's the only Hyundai that's there. The rest are all poles and 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 uh, Fiestas and stuff. So I've been inclined to say Josh will be hard to beat, but and put my money on Ali and my Ali Fisher and Gordy. Good man. There we go. Well, listen, Rory, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. I know we kind of got you very late notice today, so thanks for jumping on and um, pleasure as always. All right. All right, Kevin. Cheers, Anthony. Good night, Rory. God bless. Thanks a million to. Rory Kennedy. So as we said, uh, uh, Marion is just finishing up a feed there, I think. So uh, we will give it's him another we'll have have his coffee. Minute, minute or two, yeah. Uh, what, is he, he's not having porridge with the bigger staffs as well, is he? No. God, no. <laughs> Dennis's porridge is a, is a rarity. It says, I, someday, someday I will actually ask him what he puts into it. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm told I, I don't need to know. I'm just yeah. thinking on Rory there. Is it amazing as you stay in the sport for many, many years? I'd say the stories he could tell as many other people could tell as well, but uh, the stories you could tell of adventures and bits and pieces that have gone on over the years. Um, it's amazing when you hear him telling the story, just stories into your own head, the things that were done and things that, you know, you but, ah, no, not even necessarily. Um, I just one jumped into my mind. If we have a minute, if we're waiting for, for Miriam, for yeah. um, I was with the lace Mickey Farrell at the time, I think it was, I think I can't, yeah, maybe so. And um, we won't say the man's name, he's, he's a friend of mine as well, but we'll just say he was from Galway. And he was wrecking extremely fast. And uh, he passed us out and we pulled up on the side of the road and this, this elderly couple came out and they were giving out yards over the speed. So we just apologised as you did on his behalf and said, look, you know, we're not all like that. And we said we'd report him and whatever else. But Willie John Dolan was rallying at the time and Willie John Dolan pulled up behind us. 
and uh, this man had he was cross now he, he really was cross over the speed and the speed was high that the other guys were passing his house at but next thing the gentleman that came out of the house brought his attention that hi don't forget talking to us look at this was willie john so next thing it turned out that i, I think willie john was he a tyrone man i someone i hope i'm not i'm, I'm not doing him a, no absolutely he sure sponsored the football team for the years, football yeah. team well this these were big jaa people well next thing willie john came out with calendars and mugs and bits and pieces and went into the house and sure willie john was the star and the by speeding on the reckoning was all forgotten that's um to, to meet willie john and i suppose people you know when you, that's quite a number of years ago and i suppose it was a big thing they would never have been used to seeing the the sponsor of the of the the county team back then coming into their house and we were out in a very very rural area at the time but uh, it's just a memory that sticks in my head that when you know how people's temperament went from being really angry and very cross and willie john dolan just pulled up to have a chat with us just have a bit of shoot the breeze for a few minutes and uh, the 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 whole de de the demure changed in the couple. Then it was, you know, look at this with Willie John Dolan here. So it's a, it's amazing how the GA saved the day on the day. Yeah, another another mad circus story. Uh, Austin McHale actually crashed in the field. I think a couple of miles from where I'm broadcasting from here at the moment. Uh, so I think no matter where you are in Ireland, no matter who we'd have on this show, uh, a stage would have passed relatively close to the area at some stage, regardless of where you are in the country. So. Anyway, I think Marion Evans is, is ready to go, so uh, we'll bring him in. Hi, Marion, how are you? How are you, boys? You all right? That's for Hi, how are you? You got time to eat your feed. It was going cold on you there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick pizza. Well, everything was shut by the time we got here, so um, yeah, Domino's. Not ideal, but I uh, did the job. This is, a very this is a very casual broadcast, so by all means, eat while we're chatting to us. We'd, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, anything, anything goes here, you need worry. We don't uh, do political correctness, I'm afraid, so you're good to go with whatever you want. You don't do political correctness, Anthony. <laughs> I don't really either. <laughs> After but, uh, 53 years, I hate to change now, really. Why break the uh, habits yeah. of a lifetime, I guess? Leprechaun <laughs> changed your spot. So you just got over this evening, Marion, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we crossed, left home this morning at about nine boat was at two o'clock and just landed now what i well quarter to nine ish so mm. long day of traveling but tomorrow's not too stressful so we can recover so carb carb loading as the fella said that's the order of the evening <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah it looks like Something. it actually Something like that. Does, well, does that mean i can't go to the chipper when we're finished this now <laughs> <laughs> well sure look you, you can do what you like but uh, the bigger staffs are making your apology anyway so you, you're kind of somewhere somewhere yeah, very and let, let's let's go into things right so I've been really impressed with your consistency and uh, you're probably going to say you can fake off with your consistency because <laughs> it's, the, it's number one I'm after. But I think, is it the last the last four events in Ireland you, you've been second, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four in a row. So um, I hope I don't make it five, but obviously I'd rather be second and third again. So if it has to be, it has to be. But obviously we want to win. But, you know, I still said, I think after West Cork, that if you'd have offered me two seconds from the first two rounds, I'd have probably said yes, you know? Uh, just because there's so many quick boys, you know, probably five or six guys who can all win a rally. So, you know, if we're consistent, you know, hopefully then we can get a win at some point. It'll hopefully put us in a good, good sort of position for the championship. But, um, yeah, it's just maybe not ideal that Josh has won the first two for the rest of us, but uh, we'll try and stop him this weekend. Is it fair to say that a bumpy rally we had matt edwards on a couple of weeks ago and we were just talking about a question i put to him what was the secret because 
a proposal comes for sale now, there's nearly a battle to get to who's going to buy it. It's it's there's no yeah. features going to be for sale any longer than 15 minutes. And he was saying obviously the secret was the suspension, there wasn't it. Based on that, would the would the likes of the polo, your polo come into its own when you start heading to the likes of Killarney or maybe Donegal, anywhere there's a bumpy undulating surface? Yeah, will the polo, will the polo start to straight on then a little bit? Yeah, I think this weekend's a pretty split in it. I think with with Glen Dunn is obviously quite bumpy, but then the other stage, Don Glen Castle, is is also you know it's quite soft and uh, not so smooth. Um, so it's it's a bit fifty fifty, but. To be honest, it's tough, you know. I don't think, to be fair to Josh, nobody really expected him to go as well as he has, maybe. But um, the polo handles well. It doesn't surprise you too much over jumps. I think, obviously, I think a lot of guys got quite excited after Matt and Oshan's race on the Ulster last year. It was um, incredible, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, we, could have, we, we had four polos in the shed then, and we could have sold four of them twice over the week after the rally, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think, to be fair, it, it's shown, you know, the cars... They're very good, but you know, I don't think there's any R5 car at the moment that is probably like a second or two a K quicker than the other. You know, it's not like that. But you know, for me, the polo is brilliant. You know, I wouldn't want anything else. It's uh, like I think what Mac was saying. I, I I watched it back actually. The the way it handles and everything is brilliant. It kind of absorbs the bump, but it bumps, but it's still it's still very racy. You know, very stiff, nice around the corners. Which you know, uh, a lot of manufacturers have struggled to get the balance between getting a car to work on bumps and then making it precise and, and, and nice with the corners. You know, of course, which is all down to the chassis itself, because obviously, yeah. you know, the, the a lot of the well, maybe not the Polo, but a lot of the other ones have the Riga suspension. Yeah, but the handling characteristics of all the cars are totally different. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the, the biggest difference really is, is always the chassis because the R5 is so limited with with what you can do with the boost through the pop off valve and the engines obviously are restricted as well. So the power is actually, you know, you're not going to get a huge jump. So the, the the bulk of it will be in the chassis. And I think with Volkswagen, they'd be very clever where they put the weight in the car and everything. Yes. It's all very central, low down, you know, so you can really feel that when you drive it. You know, there's no, you never feel like a pendulum effect above you. The car seems to sort of be very planted to the ground all the time. Um, that's what I've, I like about it a lot, to be honest. And the balance yes. of it, the front end is very nice. You know, you never feel... Like the back is pushing the front forward, you know, which is quite common in a four wheel drive car. It almost feels yeah, like you're driving a front forward. I was watching some of the video clips, even when it was uh, when you were driving in West Cork. And when you come into a corner, it's like it squats down on the road. So, so yeah. I've seen some of the other cars were inclined to dip when they're braking. Yeah, like no, yeah. But it seems to be so well balanced. And even off a yeah. jump, it just it just glides along. It just, it without meaning to demean a driver, it just seems so effortless. Which I know you're not what I mean. I, I've been no, no, you're right, because there's there's a lot of drivers have jumped in the Poland. The thing what I found with them is we've obviously had a lot of customers in them and instantly sort of from the off, they all say, yeah, that's good. You know, it's good. It's not maybe perfect for them, but it's good enough for them to go and, and do something, you know, do a, sort of have a good result. So obviously, I think every driver would like to tune a bit, but still, I think from the off, the... Polo seems to be the car we it's had the development done you know before it's been brought out to the customer which is quite a it, it's a key element it's i think skoda similar as well skoda seemed to have done a lot of the work but skoda always seemed to i don't know if they struggled in ireland or maybe they just never had the uh, sort of the work done right on them for this kind of terrain but i don't know maybe i don't think anybody it just, got it for here so they didn't really to be let's be fair nobody really got the car no, to be honest, because I, I they were happy with it. 
and I was kind of a lot of boys are telling me all oh, these things are dangerous and I, I found the Skoda was very good to be honest um, I still think the Volkswagen is better than the old Skoda the new one I'm not so sure about but um, you know I never found the Skoda to be too bad um, it was definitely better than the the Hyundai that I drove anyway but that was obviously that Hyundai was totally different to what Josh has now because they brought out a lot of upgrades towards the end of 2019 I think but and is, is there any upgrades at all on the Polar? You have nothing at all, really, but that. Have you? Um, the Volkswagen, to be fair, when when they when obviously Volkswagen pulled out of the motorsport program, all the planned upgrades that they had for the next couple of years were released in ah. in one go last year. So, the cars are pretty much current. There's not much. Um, to be fair, Weavers still can do some small things. Uh, obviously, they they run the show now, but you can still do some small things with software and stuff if you can. But uh, the cars, you know. <laughs> Even I remember speaking to to the guy that that basically designed the car and ran the program, and he said, even if we gave you the, the most aggressive engine map, you're going to be looking at like one to two horsepower because it's so it's so limited through the the pop off and everything, and you can't yes. like with the WRC car in the old days, you could always go and just give it more ignition, more boost, it would just give you more power. But with the R5, because you can't have that, you're limited to 1.5 bar of boost, so you can't, you physically can't get any more. So. You know, you're always going to be on power. No, so and I think actually, and I, obviously, I'm not going to say the name because I don't think it's public. I think there was maybe an extra polo in the top. <laughs> there might be. Yeah, there might, might be. be. He's Ooh, holding he's his car he, 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 he's, he Let's just say he told me one thing on on Monday, and then he told another boy another thing. So <laughs> we'll. I think well, we'll I, see I, on yeah, Friday morning. Pushy. I got the same. Yeah. Well, I, 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 he told me it is in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely there. But if well, it's uh, so we'll know. We'll know on. Uh, we'll know on Friday morning, I guess, or Thursday night. Um, yeah. Well, question like, for you. Just a technical question. And apologies for asking the technical question. And don't worry, it's not putting you on the spot. I'm aware, like a lot of the cars, and the Fiesta has the same that you have two different step-off gears that will give you extra speed. So you could actually go. Yes. And where I'm coming from with this, actually. I was lucky enough to, to get the job in Ball Rally recently where to go into the tracker room and yeah. and I'll call it managers, but I, I was the least qualified man there. But I got a title, but I wasn't the manager to be fair. But the the this this step off gear gives you an extra five, ten kilometers an hour, whatever the case may be. I could just see differences in the same cars and I'm assuming yeah. it was different cars, but what's the disadvantage of it? So you guess and we'll just use the polo, for example. So I, I was able to see two polos in the event that was said, give or take, um, I'm conscious of GDPR now, so I have to be careful. Um, I does Give or take, there's 10 kilometers an hour between two similar cars. So obviously one is a step off gear and the other isn't. But if you get the extra speed, where does the car lose out on? What, where where well, this is, is It's funny you ask this because this has actually been talk of the town for the last three weeks. leading right. into and after between myself and Ali mostly because we felt we kind of made a goal for West Cork that maybe we felt was good for most of it maybe but we could have possibly been better off the other way so the, with some some cars you seem to get you'll get better acceleration on a on maybe a shorter but with, with others it's just the way the engine works as well some cars you might actually lose nothing being you know short or long like the i remember with citroen years ago they actually had a calculation that you had to be on the limiter for say 15 16 seconds on the long box before you could justify it but other manufacturers yeah. tell you differently so i think the main thing is probably driver preference um 
obviously if you're doing a rally like I think in Sweden, not yeah, was it Sweden the other week, other day in the World Championship? They had like kilometer long straights. So obviously, you have to be on a, a longer ratio for that. But it's it's very it's 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 been a bit of a talking point the last couple of weeks because we found in West Cork the first four stages were really really fast. Well, yeah, we, like you were um, on the regular for quite a bit indoors. Yeah. I but I, you know, like say the same with the, you know, the guys in the Fiesta, but they everybody has a choice. But I know the old Fiesta, like like you were in with Owen, like the the short ratio for that car is the same as, sorry, the long ratio for the old Fiesta is the same as the the short for the Polo. So that just shows you how how much the engines have come I on. Think, well, I, I actually, I think it's the same as the short for the new Fiesta as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it just shows that the progression in the engines over the years. Yeah. And how much sort of stronger they are these days. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Just, uh, sorry, sorry for boring you with all that technical. Oh no, it's fine. Bullshit for the use of a better word. <laughs> hey, just, uh, I was intrigued about that for a long time about the short and the, the just the two different ratios depending <laughs> on the type of. And just before somebody fucking puts it up on the chat box, yes, they're both homologated. Well, that's yes, that's a it's only like two, I think, for our five. Whereas with you could always homologate six or seven if you want. I think so. Um, there's a there's a cap with R5. It's the same with like under old bars. You're only allowed a certain amount, so um, you kind of have to get it right the first time. Which goes back to Rory Kennedy's. We had a chat with Rory Kennedy <coughs> while you were having your pizza, which makes it funny. Every gearbox in the world is homologated, but you still can't have the steering wheel on the other side. <laughs> so. <coughs> I know I haven't actually been involved with that at all. So I oh, thought the problem that, over the FIA that. rather than 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 Motorsport Island, but it seems not. But. I don't know. Actually, there's a question. If, you, if uh, here's a question for you, if and it won't happen, obviously worldwide. But just say they allowed and homologated everything right and drive in the morning. Would you change back? I wouldn't. No, um, I've no. been left hand drive since 2015, and I I sort of committed and bought a road car and everything. So I've driven left hand drive rally and road cars for seven years now. So that, that's all I do, you know. So um, I'm I'm actually like at work now. Obviously in the garage, I drive customer right hand drive cars. And I, I'm I'm like what you you boys would be driving a left hand drive. Car. You know, it's the opposite. I'm, I'm over the white line in the right hand drive car. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? You know. Now it's interesting because I asked uh, Stuart and Owen the same question. They said the same as you. Um, they said the Someone same as you. To give out now. <laughs> well, actually, we're, yeah. we, we've uh, we, we've we've uh, 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 I'm always you know, see I'm always thinking about you on this live broadcast. You see, we have um an examination on, on the morning okay. which is called for a test and that's someone that's helping me so <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> right well listen i've not really got to talk to him in front of you two so. that's all right well you can if you want by all means do by all means do but very <laughs> just before I, I let's go um obviously i touched upon the the consistency and would it be fair to suggest that if that consistency remains that we're still looking at you as possibly winning this event I mean, you've not done much wrong, like, uh, at the end of the day. Or is there little things that you think you can do to actually move oh, on? I think it? when you look at West Cork, like St. Anthony now, we were 18 seconds behind Josh going into the, well, after stage four. And going into the last stage, we were 18 seconds behind Josh. So mm-hmm. I felt I didn't drive very well the first two loops, to be honest. It was very, just just not flowing the rhythm wasn't nice you know and uh, Matt obviously Matt Edwards is out there with Prelly and he had a look over the Engalmi and we just talked about a few things and it just I think that the afternoon loop just worked a bit better for us but we picked up but you know it just goes to show that you can't really give that kind of time away um 
Galway, actually, I felt I didn't do much wrong there. Apart from the last stage, we tried to take a wall down. But, yeah, it's just not making mistakes. And just, I think, you know, we we can be fast enough to win the rally. Because I think you look at the last two rallies, there have been one or two stages where we've cleaned everyone on. So if I could do that every stage, it would be great. But obviously, that's impossible. But, um, yeah, it, it's tough, you know, because obviously you have, like, I think the second stage on the Sunday in West Cork, we were very strong on. We were, I think we took 12 off Callum the first time through, which was nice. You know, we got back into the, to the fight for the lead and then we stalled the next stage and kicked ourselves right out to it again. But, you know, it's just finding the balance, you know, to, to get it all right, get it all together. And I think the main thing is just your bad stages is making sure they're not too bad. Because then when you have your, you know, your good ones, you can hopefully take some time. But though, like you saw in my score, I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, I thought the first four stages would be close because there wasn't... Ardfield is great, but there's not a hell of a lot to make it... You sort of scope to make time in there. And then the second one was very quick as well. And, you know, the, I thought then once you got to Sam's Cross and... Um, I thought, you know, there's a lot of meat in that stage. And I thought, right, there's going to be some time here. If we can nick a bit of time, get back in the fight. And we come out the, the second, I think, the first and second Sam's Cross. It was like a second between four of us. And it was like, it's crazy. That was the one advantage, I suppose, of the Sunday stages in West Cork that were far more technical. So if you were going to yeah, try and yeah. make the others, the one, the and technicality you know, wasn't in People are coming up to me and saying, oh, you need to, to get a chunk in ring. And, you know, ring again, it's it's like, it's almost like Kilani with Mel's Gap. It's no, talked it's about, but everybody knows it. And yeah. you're never going to make a, a ball of time. So we knew really the 220k stages after was where, where the bulk of it was going to be on the Sunday. Yeah, um, but it was Sunday. nice, actually, that we could kind of... Because I think on going into Sunday, it was written sort of written off to be between Josh and Callum in, in West Cork. And I think coming into the, the first service, even with a stall, we were like six or seven behind Callum and, and 12 off Josh. So, or 15 or something like that. So... You know, without the stall, it would have been sort of properly between three of us going to the last loop. But then you look at Ali as well. Ali made a few small mistakes that weekend, and I think he probably easily threw away most of the margin to Josh, to be fair, you know, with stalling and spins and stuff. So it's, it's, I wouldn't want to call who'd win this weekend, to be honest. Well, it's all right because we're going to get anything to do with it in a minute. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we won't get. <laughs> anyway, I, I, can't can't it. I don't think we've got it right yet this year. So, why no. do you think tonight's going to be any different? No, one of you don't say me, you know. <laughs> say, yeah, we seem to, we seem to get the top three right in both events, but we get them the wrong yeah, way around. The wrong order, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah the, a few guys come up to me and said before West Coco, oh, you're the man to beat this weekend. And I said, No, no, you know. It's it's not like that. I mean it's it's with with the level of the guys now, it's it's never gonna be a case of one man running away with it. I think it's no. always gonna be a, sort of a fight to the end. Absolutely. A fight, or, as you said, a punch or a spin, a half spin with yeah. 15 seconds and you're in. Even, yeah. even like Ardfield, the second run through Ardfield and West Cork, we, I almost stalled on the line so you could take two seconds and then the last junction, we just made a bit of a mess of it on a handbrake and probably lost another second or two and that was a difference from third to seventh fastest on the stage, you know? So I, I said four seconds, so, you know, it's a spin these days, you're pretty almost putting yourself out of it, kind of thing, you know? That's the that's the geyser. Well, the very best luck this weekend, all right? And thanks for jumping out with us this evening, all right? Thank you. Cheers, boys. Cheers. There Thank we you. go, Marion Evans. Uh, so, Anthony, uh, we're at the prediction point of it. So, firstly, like, you know, we can't ignore the fact that it did seem a very strange-looking seeded entry list 
uh, in terms of the order in which the cars are are kind of seeded. I don't know if there has been a reseed, and apologies, uh, pardon my ignorance for that. Um, but it is what it is. Um, let's... Yeah, yeah, that, to be fair, I, 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 do we have the, the um, Graham from USE? Did he get to log I in sent, tonight? I sent him the link, but yeah. He has a, I know, to be fair, he had a family commitment, and he was trying to yeah. knock out of that. Um, but to be fair, just... I'm not looking to bash them either. But like, I know, but I, 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 to be fair, I put the question to him uh, already. I says it wouldn't be fair to put anybody in the spot, and uh, and I asked him the same question about why they ran the format they did. And to be fair to them, and I said I don't know the people at all. Albeit actually, Graham sat with Dennis Bigger staff one time. Um, the the seeding issue. They said was very very simply yes they 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 were quite happy that there is a few cars out of sequence, but that being said, some of those vehicles that are out of sequence never bothered putting in any results on their entry form, which made obviously the organisers who may not be uh, familiar with that particular driver, um, they struggled a bit then just to figure out well you know he's no results where we're we going to put him. Um, I know I switched look as all as, as competitors. We all think Asher, look, sure everyone knows me or knows Marion or knows Rory or whoever. Um, which you I suppose you got to realise that you, you know there is people that may not know us. And or as well not know with me, but may not know the drivers. And you know, I suppose look, if people were just more conscious of filling in the results, I certainly um did seating for a rally recently. And to amaze you, the amount of people who just don't bother filling up anything at all in the previous results section. And then the people who do do it, there'd be 20 or 30% of them who wouldn't put down the truth anyway. And they would be telling you things that wouldn't be, they'd be giving you results in rally they never even took part in. Um, so, yeah, so that that was the reason. The, re the, the reason to give for the event not, again, it's a bit like we said, it was a, a shadow of its former self. Um, that were left in an, an unusual situation in that I think, say, with Motorsport Ireland here, I suppose we don't know how lucky we are down south, is that I think, and I, someone I'm sure will correct me, you have to have your safety plan in, is it it's either six weeks or eight weeks, I think it's eight weeks before the event, Motorsport Ireland have to have it, I think it's an eight-week window. But I think the guys, and, and, and I said, I'll use the word carefully, it's my understanding, let's say, that the guys in the USC had to submit all their paperwork as regards road closings and all the stuff that goes with it last November in the middle of COVID when it was high. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously they had to flip a coin and say, all right, lads, what's it going to be like next April? And they, so far, we haven't touched anything. Our full scrutiny sheet has been done online. Uh, we've shown our driving license today online. We, we're not going to actually meet anybody for anything at all. Um, the license is the scrutiny sheet. We've done our what we call our IRDS down here. There's Bluefin, I think, is the company. is a different company. doing. You can pay it 27 or 8 pounds and just get insurance for the day. We've that all done online. Uh, done with a digital signature. That's all done. All our permissions for carrying cameras and the road book, everything like that. We have it all. It has all been distributed online. Uh, albeit because we've been a relaxing in the restrictions, there is actually going to be a physical road book as available as well on the day. I, I just see it on a bulletin there. But yeah, that was the, the reasoning behind the, the two questions we put. But as I said to Justin Fortune, but I do know Graham had a, 
had a family commitment tonight he was going to take yeah, that's fine. Yeah. there's lots of there's mm. lots of good things there that you've mentioned that have to be commended like that's forward thinking uh with not having to handle stuff sure jesus like why you know what i mean there's not there was no point anyway in the first place for a lot of those things so that's that's actually a good thing so fair play to them on that like and i'm not here to bash anyone at the end of the day so look i'm just conscious of time so let's go into the predictions and i'm just going to go down through i suppose um the first the first 10 cars anyway uh so alistair fisher leads the field josh moffat calum devine marion evans cat mccourt Derek mcgarrity great to see Derek mcgarrity in, in the thick of this uh, obviously he's been in the, the nia championship another man who's done quite well as the reigning champion is johnny greer and a bit of a dark horse for this i think uh Desi Henry, Brendan Comiskey, and Declan Boyle. Uh, yeah, what's Declan Boyle going to turn up in? He's going to turn up at all. Uh, I was looking I, to get I, on tonight as well. Um, I, I, my understanding is it's a polo. Yeah, he's, um, down, he's down for a polo anyway, and that was the report. That's, that's not the polo right. we were talking about earlier, by the way. Yeah, just for... Just for There's another one. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. um, so I'm giving you we... my top three here now, right? Go for it. And the order is wrong, right? I'm just giving you the three. I know, would you make me daughter as well? Trust all that's that's the whole part of it, like. Oh, Jesus. That's like name of the first three horses in the Grand National, like and well, it's too easy to pick Josh. I I'm purely because it's too easy, I'm not gonna do it. I the, the dark horse I think is exactly what you said. Johnny Greer's car is really, really quick car. Hmm. And the air, yeah. I can't say how I know, but I'm telling you it's a quick car. Right, mm. <laughs> figure it out. That's a quick car, and I think these these stages. If you look on the road book, there's lots of chicanes. There's five or six chicanes on the first stage, which tell me it's a really fast stage. Actually, the layout of the map tells me at that day the Glens of Antrim Rally ran them stages many years ago, and I think they had bogey issues many years ago as well with these stages. So that would lead me to believe they're quick. I don't know. Mary was saying one of them was bumpy. Maybe the photos will come in. I had looked at. Alistair, Johnny, and Desi Henry. Now, I've designedly not picked Josh, but of course, Josh is going to be there. I have Johnny. Daisy's going to be here. Okay, Johnny Greer. Johnny Greer, Josh Moffat. I'm going to go. Fisher. I'm going to go Josh 1, Alistair Fisher 2, and Johnny Greer 3. And Daisy Henry 4. That's my 4. Okay. Um, I think I... that Citroen will come into its own. I think the. the, the yeah, that the type of surface, um, and Dizzy Henry is local enough, so you might get dizzy ahead of Johnny, maybe. But I think Alistair and Josh, yeah, I don't know. Cat and McCord are showing really good, and yeah, but Jolan, we were looking at Marion, is only out to be numbered, is like you know, yeah, is Marion yeah. quicker than the boys? Mm. He is, <laughs> I don't know. As you said, yeah. you just need it. I'm just picking the two boys out because of local knowledge that they mm -hmm. might steal the march on Marion because... Now, when I say local knowledge, I mean they're, it's in their... It, they may not be that local, but they're... Uh, I don't know. I'll give me a yeah. shot. I don't know. I, I um, Yeah. Marion's been so consistent, you'd have to say, yeah, yeah, he's just going to be there or thereabouts. But mm -hmm. they're all going to... He, he, and and Marion was right. There's not going to be 10 seconds between six cars after the first few stages. Like, mm -hmm. um, Josh has won the last two. He seems to put a lot of preparation into it. Alistair Marion. I still stick with it. Josh won Alistair two. And I'd put the, the lad, the battle for third place between Marion, Daisy, 
and Johnny. And I suppose you'd have to go Marion ahead of them, maybe. I don't know. It all depends. I don't think the Polo is overly suited for this because it's so quick. Because some of the other cars might be that little bit quicker. Um, so I would have the Fiesta of Daisy Henry. Daisy and Marion battling for third place. Okay. And Johnny Greer right behind them and Josh first, Alistair second. And I've been wrong all along, so why would it be any different tonight? I think, <laughs> I think actually, actually our predictions believe it or not were right on Saturday night in West Cork it's on Sunday they all went pear shift hmm. uh, I'm going Alistair Josh and Johnny Greer alright that's where we're at Alistair, with that Josh and yeah, you're Mr. you're rolling out Marion all together Mr. Devine is not going to be happy with you either is he Ah, uh, but there's uh, but uh, but he's a cousin. I'm allowed, you say. You see, I'm not going talking anymore now. You say, yeah, yeah. all will be fun. revealed the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Look, Anthony, the very best look again. Uh, looking forward to reconvening next Tuesday. We have something a little bit special coming next Tuesday as well, because obviously it's been 30 years since the late great Frank Mar actually won the circuit of Ireland. So, fingers crossed, this all pulls through. But we have provisional thumbs up, or as they used to say in Killing a Scully, the orange light. <laughs> <laughs> We've been given the orange light. Uh, I know. I think. I think it's near enough a green light by Pat Malockney and uh, Lee Hallmar. I call him Lee Hallmar. Some people call him Michael Mar back in the day, but we all know who we're Lee Hall, I think, wasn't it? I yeah, think he's Frank's, Frank's co-driver on the day, and obviously for for a long time. And um, the spelling was different. It was M A H E R as opposed to And he did. He did an event or two the year Frank won the championship ninety five in the absence of Pat. Like Pat obviously won think alongside him, but um. Mara did jump in alongside him for a couple as well. So that's looking like it's going to come to fruition next Tuesday, which will be a little bit special. And looking forward to delving back into that because that was that was quite an event and it was quite a victory as well. I don't think it was really expected at the time. So nice to touch back on, on things like that. And obviously we'll have the results and our, our class winners and hopefully Graham can get on with us next, next Tuesday. Uh, but until then, listen, as I said, the very best look. Thanks to everyone for uh, tuning in, listening. Uh, sharing uh give us a follow on instagram twitter and on facebook and uh just thanks once again to tree rock our sponsors uh of the Paramount championship until next time lads uh the very best and uh take care